Would you rather bathe in pudding, molasses, or yogurt? Hmm. Well, I feel like molasses is just going to be too messy. But like, would you sink in it, though? Or would you just kind of be on top? Maybe. I mean, I'm talking about a whole pool. But if you sink into that molasses, about, oh, wait, you're going to die. Are we talking about pool or tub? Pool. We're into a pool. Oh, so we're swimming in it, not bathing in it. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> no, it's a difference. <laughs> Corn or car horn. <laughs> For discussion's sake, a pool, a pool, uh, okay, a, a Olympic swimming pool. Then maybe, then maybe the molasses, maybe might be able to walk on it. Yeah, <laughs> but if you sunk, I think you're dead. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I think even if you if, if you sunk in pudding, or what was the other one? Yogurt. Yeah, I think you're dead at that point too. If you if any of that gets above your head, you're done. You know what would be so great right now? If I said surge, a pool of surge, and then I went into a surge bit. Wouldn't that be great, Spencer? No, 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 sir. You're already kind of doing it a little bit. I feel like if you had a swimming pool full of surge, if it could hold it without burning through that, as soon as you jumped in, you'd just be bones. It'd be like more old Mortal Kombat when you got hit in that green pit of uh, liquid, like in the the sewer level. You got uppercut into the liquid, and you just became bones. It'd either be like that, or it would be like whenever you'd come out the Lazarus pit, and you're just rabbited crazy. Just <laughs> I would. Uh... <laughs> I don't. I would not want to bathe. Imagine a surge going up your butthole. <laughs> Ow! You know, there's one guy that's put it up his butthole, and his name is Spencer Church. What are you doing? Yeah, we're doing two episodes. Why? Well, need something? Did you notice I got her a druid robe? I, I saw. I she walks around. I mean, I it's not a druid robe, but she looks like a druid walking I, around. When she, put the hood on and walk around. I, you I don't need to know. <laughs> I thought she was wearing one of your one of your uh, one of your uh, robes when I first came in. Doesn't it look like she'd be holding some kind of yeah. cross or something, well, like, chanting. She'd well, be chanting like a candle. Yeah, a candle. a candle just suffering down a, a dark hallway. Boom, 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 boom. Forty minutes. What the fuck is this? Merry Christmas! Oh my god! Well, Minnie's gonna open a gift. Spencer just fucking chucked at her. <laughs> So that's the end of the cold open. Check you later when we do the, uh, what are we doing? Episode? Yeah, review episode. No, not review episode. No, like, uh, what we read, like what we read, read episode. Books, folks. We're going to yeah. be talking about books. Right after these messages by Dan's Diapers. Damn, I just, we need a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have the music, but we need like a sponsor segue. I think that'd be cool. It would. One day. Yes. Not today. No. Hi, how you doing? This is the DPW podcast. <laughs> we got a guest. No, not really, but she's down here for some reason. Like again, looking like a druid. <laughs> I'm your host, Caleb James, and this is the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Uh, since she's down here, we're gonna have Mindy for the two Spencer's name. She's gonna spin the wheel and uh, land on something. So spin it, and then you gotta land on something. Not the ocean. What do you got? Come on now. <laughs> Can you read? Guwati. Guwati. That's a. Guwati. I gotta read this. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Guwati. Okay. Who's a person from Guwati? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Or you could just say China. <laughs> <laughs>
No. No. That no. It is China. China. It is China, <laughs> but uh, um, I'm definitely gonna mispronounce that one. I don't even know if the G sound in China is a G sound in like Mandarin or Cantonese, but I will do my my best. I, I don't I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> do you want to Is that G G U W H A A I T? I'm gonna see look how hard to pronounce it. You know what? Let me look it up. I'm looking it up. You don't get to look it up. I say, is this kind of like a, is she like our version of She like, would pick the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not China, that's India. I know, but it's close to China. You <laughs> said China. I feel like a fucking ass. And I looked and I didn't even. <laughs> Damn it, we got a lot of Indian listeners too. I don't want to upset them by mispronouncing this city. And uh, it's beside the River in North. Pick another one, Mindy. Just spin it again. Spin it again. No, it does not. So just spin it again. Terrible. Oh, she's that's bad. She probably landed. Oh, she landed on it again, over and over. <laughs> Come on, not that many spins. Use your other hand to stop it. This was a mistake. Kamagui. <laughs> Kamagui. Why do you just stop? Kamagui. Kamagui. That doesn't sound right either. Kamagui. Kamagui. <laughs> we well, this. we. We should do this every time. Every time. Kamagui. Cam- 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 Spencer, the Camagooey come go. <laughs> I'm going to do one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gulahang. God, what is happening? This is going to be 20 minutes of this. Nobody cares. Here's where we're landing. We're on Libya. All right. <laughs> so we got Spencer, the Libyan Labia Liquor Church. There you go. We didn't need all this. You didn't put the globe back. I can't look at this. I'll be distracted. I'll be learning about geography. Guwahati. And she didn't. She just ran away. She said, oops, and ran away. That's what she does to curves and children in her car. She goes, oops, and just speeds away. Well, that, what are we even talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's an episode, guys. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that was terrible. Hey, her name for you was bad. <laughs> yeah. That was very homophobic, I think. <laughs> or just an insult. <laughs> yeah. I, I at least tried to make it nice. She just went hard. Or playful. Like. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even use the proper alliteration. <laughs> Guzzler starts with a G. <laughs> So, if you clicked on this little podcast thinking, oh, they're going to talk about books and it's going to be very pleasant. <laughs> Sorry. Incorrect. Uh, the back of my head hurts. <laughs> That's probably something else. From having to do It's probably from all the guzzling. Probably. <laughs> the fucking donkey punch into the back of the head. That was terrible. I don't want to ever do that again, but I also want to do that every episode. <laughs> yeah. That's how Surge happened. I was like, I don't like doing this, but I have to. So, going back to our reading list. Do you want to start your recap, or do you want me to do mine? Because we have, obviously, things we both read. Would you go first, and then I'll just uh, go with whatever I have left. Okay, when did we read The Black? That was more than a year ago, I do believe. Mm, I have to, some of these I don't have dates on them, for some reason, because Goodreads fucking shits the bed with the dates sometimes. Man, I read a lot of stuff. I read so much stuff last year. You said Conan. Is that what we said? Conan was this year? Okay, I 
Oh, fucking, why is there no... When did we read Claws? Grant Morrison's Claws. That would have been last Christmas. Okay, so, so I'll go been, after that. That. Been, that would have been at the end of 2019. Okay, so I started the year uh, with uh, Runaway Horses by Yukio Mishima, which mm. is the third book in his tetralogy. Uh, fertile, fer, fertility of the Sea. My brain's really frazzled after that, <laughs> that globe fiasco. Uh, sea of Fertility tetralogy. Too many words. Yeah. Guati. Oh. That's not how you, I know that's not how you pronounce it, because Indians don't pronounce things like Chinese people. And Chinese people don't pronounce things like I pronounce any of that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I read, away, uh, I read Runaway Horses, and that was excellent. You got me, I think you got, for Christmas, the complete Clive Barker's The Great and Secret Show, which mm. I found is based on a novel, I believe. Uh, the, the adaptation, I did not finish it. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time getting through it. It was, it was weird, but... Uh, when I read some of the reviews on it, a lot of people had the same problems. I guess the a lot of stuff from the book, they kind of like the Dark Tower movie. They condensed and moved things, and they just didn't have the proper order. But I did like the artwork. Yeah, because the, the art was from the guy who did the lock and key, right? Yeah, because um, I read half of it, and I, I liked like the gore and stuff in it. It's just uh, the story itself. It was just I couldn't. I didn't know what was happening. And and if I remember correctly, because I'm pretty sure Tim was telling me when I was getting it, I don't even think they actually finished the novel series. Yeah, that it's based off of. And the the graphic novel version is by uh, Chris Ryle, Gabriel Rodriguez. That's the one who did yeah. Lock and Key, and obviously Clive Barker. Um, I re- we read These Savage Shores uh, by Ram V and Sumit Kumar. I don't remember liking that. It was a weird... That was, was a book club book. It was like a vampire story that took place in like India mm. during like the colonial times, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was like interesting and I liked the uh, themes of it and stuff and, and like the, the idea, but and I... The, and the art for it was amazing. The art, yeah, that... Well, I, g- I gave it a three out of five stars mainly for the art and the themes, uh... But uh, it's just like the story itself. I, again, I think it was kind of hard to follow because of the names and stuff. And yeah. And that was our last book club book, I believe. Pro- yeah, well, because... One we, of the last ones. Yeah, because we... Well, no, we got Infidel on... Oh, I'll get yeah. to that. No. I, uh, then we read, both of us read, The Coming of Conan the Sumerian. Yep. Now, obviously, you guys uh, can... That's our book cast series, so there's plenty of episodes if you want to go back and listen to what our thoughts on that, but excellent. For the most, yeah, for the most part. But also a lot of very racist things that weren't excellent. Yeah. But still very fun. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode we did on Adventures and Heroes, a big part of that, which we forgot to mention on the episode, was the Conan story. Yeah. Like, that was fucking great adventures. And that was the height of escapism during, like, the Depression when yeah. those were written. People were obviously <laughs> wanting to escape. The opposite end of the spectrum of fun adventures. The Road by Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> You yeah, I remember you telling me how much you love this book. I really enjoyed the story, but I did not like McCarthy's writing style at all. And I uh, I asked on my classic literature group what their opinions on McCarthy, and they were saying, "Oh, I gotta read Blood Meridian, gotta read all this." And they're telling me all this shit. They're super excited about it, and I was like, "But how, compared to the road, the writing style, oh yeah, exactly the same." Mm. Well, I might not be doing that <laughs> then. If that's, I just. Mm. Anyway, but that's one of those books when I read it, I was like, well, I can easily come up with this story, because it's just a very depressing story. It wasn't, like, imaginative, really. And uh, I could write like that if I wanted yeah. to, like, if I wanted to be that basic. So, I had the Cormac McCarthy, apparently, I could just be him if I wanted. Uh, he seems like one of those authors, probably right place, right time kind of guys. And then, this we read for this, I think, was our last book club book, Infidel by Pornsack, Pichachote, and Aaron Campbell. 
hated this book. Yeah, it was not. It was. It wasn't really that good. Um, this one was like a super progressive, like anti-racism thing or something. Yeah, it was like a demon that was filled by like racism, or racism thought. But... Yeah, which uh, uh, that alone wouldn't kill the book for me because if it's done well, it's fine. But like, I remember the ending being really shitty and like all the characters kind of just die or something. Yeah. Or, like most of the characters, and it was just like depressing, and it was uh. It was like everything was real ham fisted, like the racism, like it was just a monster that screamed out racial slurs or yeah. something. Like it was, I just I didn't did not care for that. This was one of my rare five star reads of the year. The Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. Loved the Adventures of Tom. You need to read you some Adventures of Tom yeah. Sawyer. Start off a little slow, not the stories themselves, just getting used to that kind you know, eighteen hundreds writing, but very fun. You want to talk about adventures? I really, really no, like, like that. Is, like, is it like a bunch of like short stories, or is it just like it's a... one long narrative, but it's broken up into like how Dragon Ball is. Uh, you know, every episode, like you will have stories and arcs, but every episode can be like it's individual. I mean, outside of the arcs, is like individual stories. Uh, so, you know, you have like goku versus the red ribbon army would be like one arc so yeah. kind of think about it like that arcs like you have you know individual stories but, like but it was, it's still a complete narrative So like was it when it was originally published was it published as a whole or was it published as like like separate things and then later it got collected into like one big... no because like i said it's still a whole narrative okay. so i think it was just written as a novel it's okay. just uh i mean it's, it's what it says the adventures of tom sawyer so you know one long narration, you know, just the continuation of his life and what he's going through, but individual Which, adventures. Speaking of things we should have brought up last episode, would have been like, cause that's something you don't see a lot nowadays, is a book that has multiple things that that character does, yeah. in, in, you know, in one novel. Individual stories in a long narrative. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, not a short story collection or short stories of a person's life. Like, it connects to all, every other story. And also, that had... Uh, one of the scariest depictions of a cave scene I've ever read, which I was very surprised, yeah. like, because he just wrote it so well, you actually feel, like, kind of claustrophobic, and, like, because their candles are going out, and they're trapped in a cave, and it's getting dark, and, like, holy fuck. So, I think it was worth reading just for that scene. Oh, god damn it. I read this for the podcast, too. You missed this one. Mm-hmm. The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. I gave it two stars, but Was I, the book a phony? The book was a phony. Uh, you can listen to our uh, inebriated reading challenge episode. We did two episodes on this. We couldn't do no more. <laughs> Not anymore. No more. Because it was shite. I, I, I always like listening to those episodes because I'm not involved in those yeah. episodes. And it's just it's always... usually us angry about yeah. what we're reading, too. Another five-star read of the year, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. I wish I really would have read this a lot sooner in my life because it was excellent. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, obviously something as famous as To Kill a Mockingbird doesn't really need much of a synopsis yeah. here, but yeah, that was one of my favorites. We read this together. I gave it a uh, solid four stars. The Big Sleep by Raymond yep. Chandler. That was a fun one. That was our first uh, noir that we read, at least on purpose, and uh, it was literally the first noir. Whenever I have some free time, I would like to check out like the second mm. book in that series and see... If any changes in the writing style, you know what I mean? I feel like you would go more into the dames and, you know, the broads and the slapping and the shooting and the car chases. Like, I feel like those aspects probably rise as the, because that's probably what was most popular about the, you know, original novel, because those weren't real big themes. Like, those weren't movies and stuff too much. After that, I uh, read Blue Light Yokohama by Nicholas Obergon, which we, you can listen to our, uh, we had him on the podcast and talked about it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't just talk about that, but we talked about writing in general, but 
that was one of my favorite reads of yeah, the that year. Yeah, that was a that was a good that was a good one. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that. I guess when I read that last year, time flies. It's weird reading all these things well, we like we did on the podcast in the old studio, and it wasn't that long ago. Well, then also too, like we you know this year has been kind of a weird like time vortex yeah. that that just makes everything like yeah. weird. Uh, if you want more of a breakdown on that without li- listening to like, because like I said, I don't think we like actually covered the synopsis too much on the episode, but I did on my. Uh, on YouTube, I did a recommendation video not too long ago, and that was one of them. And uh, I do like a little bit of a synopsis on that and kind of talk about the book. So if you kind of want to check that out, you can. I read The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman. That was a pretty interesting story. It was fun and imaginative, but it wasn't his best. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I was just like the parable with Stephen King. It was like one of Stephen King's like... You know, the lower level, the non-memorable yeah. novels. Like, it might be good, but it's not something that sticks with you. Uh, fun story, but like the motivations of the characters and the stuff weren't that great. And just uh, kind of something he, he must have yeah. just like. I just like the, the title and the book cover. Yeah. I thought it was cool. And then I went through those uh, those nightmare books. So I got Nightmare Soup Tales That Will Turn Your Stomach by Jake Tree and Andy Siago. Sacco. I read volumes one and two of that. They're very short story collections. They're supposed to be like those uh, scary scary stories to tell in the dark, which had a movie reboot recently. Well, first movie, not a reboot. They're pretty much just like uh, new versions of those, but did not hit the same. And the artwork was okay, but it wasn't quite the same either. It wasn't the same artist, obviously. But as far as like, a, you know, a, a fan version done up, like it, it was almost something like we would probably put yeah. out if we were putting out a collection, but the stories were more kid-friendly than mm-hmm. I'd like. And there's a, there's more to those that are, like, I think more adult-themed ones that it came with that, like, the last couple. It's a different name, but I did not read those yet. I read Sins of Scarlet by Nicholas Obergon because uh, Blue Light Yokohama was so good. I actually like that. But that was a five-star read. I gave Blue Light Yokohama four stars. I gave this one five stars. I actually liked it even more. Uh, this one's set in California and Mexico and has more of, like, the noir themes I like. Uh, the, oh, I, I did write uh, The Nightmare Society, Volume 2. I must have read Volume 1 and not marked it down, but uh, that was much the same as the other one. Um, I read Rage by Richard Bachman, a.k.a. Stephen King. That was a really interesting book because right. it makes you like a school shooter. Yeah, right? Is He's pretty much Holden Caulfield if Holden Caulfield was a school shooter. But then Stephen King actually pulled the book from... Uh, I got an ebook version of it uh, that you can't buy. Like, it was in a collection. But um, he pulled that book out of print because he, you know, obviously... Because was... There, was, there was a school, like, shooting or hearts is that, that the kid said that he credited the yeah. the story for doing it, so he didn't he, he didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that, so he pulled it. But it was, it was, that was probably more of a novella than a story, but uh, what was it? Uh, 131 pages. I'd right. say that's a novella, but it, it, was, it was pretty good. I say, one of these times, once you get through, like, the, the, Richmond, the uh, Richard Bachman books... We'll have to have an episode between, like, what you think between, like, those style of books and then, like, his. Because, his. Mm-hmm. like, a lot of those, because I don't know if you know, like, a lot of those Richmond Bachman stories, those were written, like, while he was, like, still, like, in school before he uh, yeah. before he got famous. So that's, like, why, like, a lot of them kind of have, like, a lot of, like, this, like, gritty, yeah. like, fucked upness to it. like And he probably hasn't didn't hone his author style yeah. yet and stuff. Uh knows author's voice because like the rage wasn't like any other stephen king book yeah. i've read like the narrative and the structure was completely different um next another five star i read most of my five star reads at the beginning of the year yeah. i think uh the hike by drew mcgarry yes that's another we did one. that on the podcast you can listen to uh that was great i love that book uh 
my sister read that recently. She enjoyed it too. I let her borrow it. She finished that in a couple of days. Like it's one of those ones you just read right yeah. through it. Uh, it's uh, only like 278 pages, but it is even quicker. And then things uh, plateau went to a grinding halt. This is why my uh, my book reading was down by like 25 books this year at least. Because I read Moby Dick or <laughs> The Whale by Herman Melville. Give one star. You did have a hell of a time with that thing. 654 pages of misery. <laughs> I like the first few chapters in the main narrative, but I... Oh, don't read it. Just don't read it. Yeah. I, you know what? That's one of the few books I'll take. Because normally I'll be like, you know, you might get something out of this, or you might like it. I just say don't read it. Don't read it. Don't fucking waste your time. It sucks. Now, like, is it worried, like... Because uh, I know another one of your favorite I'm sure you'll talk about here in a couple minutes is uh, it's Frankenstein. Which is on the most don't read like. I would say you could read Frankenstein. I just wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. But I could see you getting something from Frankenstein versus Moby Dick. The the, the writing style of Moby Dick you can get a lot from. It's mm. just like the whale stuff. Like if you can have a, a bridge version that didn't have all the extra mm. stuff, it'd be great. But the, the main story just has too much. Uh, next up, I actually lied. I said that Runaway Horses, that was the second book of the Tetralogy, because I read Temple of Dawn, The Temple of Dawn by Yukio Mishima, which was the third book in the mm. Tetralogy, which I'm going to be reading the fourth one, the final <laughs> one this uh, this winter here. But uh, this book I did not care for as much as the last one. Um, I gave it like four stars because I, I like his writing style a lot. It was, uh, what was this, 336 pages, but it took me maybe a month to get through because it was just... Uh, not that it was a challenging read. I just I kept on like falling asleep. Not because it was boring. Just it was like uh, when you watch some black and white movies that might be really good, but for some reason, just like that black and white messes with you. Sometimes you just get like, or like those, uh, you know, like Twelve Angry Men or something. You could be like really engaged in the movie for a minute, but then you just kind of like doze off a little bit, even though you're liking it. It was just like one of those. It was more like a relaxed read. Probably a better winter read. And honestly, I read that in the summer. I think. And then we read this together. The Acts of King Arthur and His Noble Knights by John Steinbeck. Yeah. Just listen to our episode on it. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. You know what? Don't even do that. <laughs> don't even listen to that episode unless you want to hear Spencer go on and on about questing. Because he loves questing so much. Like, he loved it. He was, I never read. I never heard of a guy love King Arthur stories as much as Spencer. Yes. They're my, um, they're my fave. But right after that, things really picked up with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Really enjoyed that until about the very last couple, like, five chapters that were kind of repetitive in the ending was a little amp, but still gave that a solid four-star read. I really like Dracula. Uh, after that, I read Sputnik Sweetheart by Haruki Murakami. That was a typical Murakami uh, work, like, you know, magical realism and weirdness, and I really enjoyed it. I would uh, I'd recommend not, not being your starter Murakami, but, you know... If you wanted to taste, you could read it. You're not gonna. It wouldn't make you want not want to read his other work if you read this, or make you want to read his other work. It's just kind of a run of mill, run of the mill story, I guess, for him. Uh, then I read Money Shot Volume One by Tim Seeley, Sarah Brito, and Rebecca doesn't have her full name. Um, pornographic. That was a, that was fun. Yeah, wasn't it? Graphic novel about uh, sex in outer space with aliens to, to, to fund science. What what's not to love? Yeah, and it almost sadly seems to like also kind of plausible. Yeah, like if we ever had contact with aliens, it seems like we would want to have sex with them. Yeah, somebody would. It seems like what we'd have to do to finally get NASA some money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, I read Kitchen by uh, Banana Yoshimoto, and Megan Backus was the translator of that. That was the one I said uh, I talked about on the podcast. It was kind of like a lady book. I enjoyed it, but uh, it had kind of an abrupt end. And uh, 
I would check out her other work, though. I mean, I, people really love that book, so not necessarily the kind of book I would go for, but I did enjoy yeah. it. Uh, the Great God Pan by Arthur Machen. This is a short story at uh, 82 pages. Uh, Ash actually recommended this to me. Apparently, it's Stephen King's, uh, he says, it's the scariest story ever written. Oh. It was uh, very interesting. It's about a, a hellacious woman who makes rich men commit suicide in England, mm. old England. It was pretty interesting. I like the themes and stuff in that. Uh, then I ended, I just read Coin Locker Babies by Ryu Mirakami, and I highly, highly recommend that one. That was a, a wild read. How about you? Uh, the probably the only other novels that I've read that you didn't go over uh, was uh, I read a uh, Mice and Men from Mister mm-hmm. Steinbeck. Even though that I already I knew exactly the whole story of what you know. You saw the movie, yeah, and stuff like that. And the movie is actually pretty faithful to the yeah, story. And uh, but I, st- you know, I still really enjoyed it. Um, it was a fun read. It was uh, you know, the characters were great and stuff like that. And then, like, like I said, I read, like, all the not the same novels that we did for the uh, podcast. I think I might have got a couple of Stephen King books in, but it's kind of hard to keep a track of those. I think one of them I'm pretty sure I read read this year was The Outsiders, because I know that show. Yeah, you read that this year. Because the show just came out either, like, the end of last year or the beginning of this year, which was... The, out, the Outsider was really, was really good, um... Uh, one thing I don't think Stephen King gets enough credit for is, like, his crime fiction. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job of, of that kind of stuff. Did you read any Joe Hill this year? The last Joe Hill I I read was Nosferatu. That was last year. But I think, yeah, I think that was last year, yeah. No, obviously we're not going to mention your graphic novels and stuff, because that'd be... Well, I, I got a couple... Well, you can mention the top. I mean, I yeah. just, you know, you don't want to get to I got a couple, and I'm only mentioning these ones because they were big, longer series, like complete series that, mm. that I've read. So I'll get into those real quick. Uh, the Boys by Goth Ennis and uh, Derek Robertson. Um, Heard that's really good. It wasn't as good, at, like it wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be, or maybe because it wasn't quite what I what I thought it was gonna be. It had a lot more, um, like uh, CIA, CIA kind of like spy covered off things, where I thought it was more like. These guys just going and whooping the the superheroes like ass. See, that's what I thought it was. Was that so? Like when it kind of dived into that kind of stuff, and like whenever Derek Robertson wasn't always on there drawing it, I kind of lost interest. And also too, I might have fucked up because they have like these big soft omnibuses of them. So there's these huge, huge things, and I'm trying to like jog my way through them. Like you know what I mean. Mm. So I think maybe if I had regular, if I just went regular. Uh, trade size, I might have been able to go through them a little bit quicker because it wouldn't seem such of a physical yeah. task. But all, it, it definitely kind of pulled it out at the end, and it would definitely, especially like if you're a fan of the of the show. I haven't watched the show, but I heard that they, they that they vary enough to where you could probably read. You know, even if you watch it already and you read this, you could probably get a different experience out of it. Mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth, uh, by Jeff Lemire. He, this is like one of his first big things that he got known, got, uh, got recognized for. He writes and writes and draws it. And it's about this boy named Gus, who is, is this what they, in the story called a hybrid. There was like these hybrid animal people. And for some, something happens, there's this plague and people start dying off. Uh, people, ladies are giving birth to these hybrid kids 
And so it's just like this weird kind of post-apocalyptic world. And he gets kidnapped by uh, this old man, Gus, who who originally is, you know, gonna he captures him to try to trade him to this bad guy. But then they become fr- like, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. And it, there's just a lot of a lot of cool things in there. And I got these nice, nice looking hard, hardback editions of I'm going to have to let you borrow them and check them out because I know with you being a Lemire fan. Yeah, too, I really like Jeff Lemire. So the uh, Black Hammer, uh, Essex County. Yeah. So a lot of good things. So that the Bloodshot series, I really yeah, like. So I think you would definitely like that. Chew. So this story uh, takes place. It's like um, so. It's like after the uh, uh, the avian flu hit, they make chicken illegal. You can't have chicken anymore. It's it's against the law to eat, sell, ha- you know, make chicken. Is it all birds or just chicken? Uh, I think turkey. I think it's just chicken. I think. But also in this ward, people have these crazy like food eating abilities, like Anthony Chu. He's and like uh, I'm not even gonna try to say the the names of some of these because they're they're like a little complicated uh, and I, it's been a while since I read them so mm. I don't want to get them wrong. But his his basically ability is like say he takes a bite out of an apple, he gets a, a visual and a sense of like the 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 tree that that apple grew on and like that stuff like that. Or if he ate something gross and nasty, he also gets like that. So yeah. he's a police officer. So like say take a bite of a know, human, human, yeah, it's, 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 dead body. yeah, and, and stuff like that, and it just it spirals into this whole other kind of conspiracy theories, and like there's these uh, flame writing things in in the sky and in a different language that they're also trying to figure out, and there's a whole and like I said, there's a whole bunch of different kind of cool different uh, eating abilities. Like a guy, he's able to like whittle things out of chocolate, but they like work like he can yeah. like he can whittle like a like watch an, or something like an ak like an ak-47 <laughs> out of out of a big chunk of chocolate and it works is this the story that a girl who uh she was like a reviewer food reviewer and she yeah. could make uh, people read what she yes. writes they could like taste the, yeah, the yeah, same yeah, experience yeah 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 it, it it's that one so it's it's a it's a definitely it's like a and and the art has like a weird funky look to it, it, it it's definitely uh one of those things that uh Definitely made uh, image pretty cool when they had the like their second renaissance, like mm. in the early two thousands and and stuff like that. And they've actually just started like a prequel series too with uh, with one of his sisters and stuff like that. So there's, there's more of that to come. And then the last one that I will talk about is Invincible, done by uh, Robert Kurtman from Walking Dead fame, and uh, uh, Corey Walker was the original artist he did like the first like story arc or so and then ryan otley came on and he did most of the other issues uh uh cory walker came in at the end too to kind of fill in and did some other art duties throughout the series uh but this is basically just like robert kirkman's take on the superhero genre kind of like how the walking dead was his take on the zombie genre right and it's you know and it starts out as just like you know his dad, you know, uh, Mark Grayson, his dad is a super uh, powerful uh, uh, guy from another planet. And there's like a whole, I don't want to, because like uh, there's a big twist behind behind that. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into yeah, anybody. But, uh, but there, it's also getting ready to be, uh, it's about to come out as an animated series on, on Amazon. So, uh, 
you can check it out that way too if you don't feel like reading through 144 issues yeah. of a series. But I I would recommend it. It's really good. But it, and it, so and it but it, it and it evolves from like this uh just kind of like simple superhero story to like because as the, as like the the series goes on, he also gets frustrated and he's like. It's like uh, he wants to do more. He wants to try to stop things from happening before they happen. And like there's, uh, you know, things with al- other alien races. And it it's just a really good like superhero read for, you know, for that. Especially now because uh, it ended a couple years ago. But especially now with like some people might not be happy with like what maybe Marvel and do Marvel or DC are currently doing yeah. with their superhero stuff. Yeah, I, I, another I, option. I would really recommend checking out that series. You're uh, currently reading Sleeping Beauty still, right? Yes, uh, that uh, by Stephen King and but, Owen King. Yes, that. Uh, well, I think we're gonna go and uh, do Casino Royale next. Yeah, because yeah. I've finished that book, so we'll be doing that. So I think shortly. maybe because uh, after Casino Royale, we don't really have anything else planned for the website or for the podcast coming up at the moment. No, right? I'm gonna take a break from. So uh, I think once we get done with Casino Royale, because that should be that shouldn't take us too long either. Mm-hmm. I want to finally finish that one since I kind of been leaving that one in the in the lurch for for a while. Mm-hmm. As far as the new year and new year reads, I'm not going to go into the whole year because I'm not planning that out, but I do want to be a little bit more on the ball this year instead of just winging it like I do most of the time, because uh, obviously like the last this past year, I didn't read nearly as much as I wanted to because the year before I read almost 75 books, Yeah. so 27 or what 28 or whatever I'm on now is not that good of a number for me. Like, Granted, it doesn't matter the number, obviously, reading yeah. things like Moby Dick, it's going to take a long time, but... I want to uh, go by seasons. Yeah. So um, I think I showed you this before, but my winter read selection, I actually do. And I'm not reading these in any kind of order, but I do want to read these. So for winter, The Winter of Our Discontent by John Steinbeck. I'll probably read that first. Um, I have a Jack London collection I've been wanting to get to forever. And winter seems, because, you know, he's always in Alaska. That seems like a good time for those stories. Uh, And I think it's like four or five novels in that too so that's not just you know oh, you yeah. know it's a collection they're novels i'll probably read them all oh yeah i'm gonna say you're gonna try to read like the whole collection or you're gonna like read one of the novels go to something else come back I, I might do that I, I don't know jack london's writing style because i haven't read him before so uh if it's uh boring or you, you know just one of those things like where tedious it, yeah I'll, I'll probably give it breaks like that um and i don't have it on my list but that irish folklore collection i'll probably be reading that throughout this as well like because yeah, you, like, you could read a couple of those well, that's what i've been something. doing up to this point i really really like those a lot of those are really fun that, that that'd be a good just keep by the keep by the shitter you know read you know well for me it's by my bed but the spencer he spends more time in the shitter yeah. apparently so <laughs> teach their own <laughs> then the, then i have uh the decay of the angel by yukio mishima that's the finale of the tetralogy it's the one he finished and then the next day Tried to overthrow the government and then committed seppuku, cut his guts out, and had his friend cut his head off in the Capitol building or something. Wildlife. And then we're going to be also reading Casino Royale by Ian Fleming, which actually that's going to be the next read. Uh, I probably, I'm going to try to read that in a couple days. Uh, then my North Mythology collection by Neil Gaiman that you picked me up mm-hmm. so graciously. So I'm um, really looking forward to that one. Um, that might be another one where I read like that Irish collection where I read like, you know, a couple yeah. stories here or there. And then my possible reads, depending on time, because winter is only so long, yeah. and I'm definitely only going to read one of these if I do read any of these. Yeah. Anna Karenina, I think that's Tolstoy. That's thick, girthy mother. War and Peace, 
Uh, it's also Tolstoy, right? Uh, I don't know. You mean you don't know? I don't know. It's not Dostoevsky. Let me look because I don't want to sound like a fucking dollar. I don't know why I forget the name all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, sometimes you second guess yourself on these things, Spencer. When you talk to fine, that's the thing, dude. That's because I think the classic group's been talking about uh, Dostoevsky a lot lately. For some reason, I got confused, but I know, I know that was uh, Tolstoy, which a lot of uh, Russian literature fans rank him above Dostoevsky. I only read The Idiot um, by Dostoevsky, not The Idiot. Uh, Notes from the Underground, and the first so wait, half you of that. Mean I, so I can't use that title for my autobiography now. The idiot. Yeah, probably so autobiography. Just, just tape, just idiot, not yeah. the. Oh, just, okay, just idiot. So yeah, War and Peace, The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, that might be fun adventuring. Was that is that Hugo? Is that who wrote that? No, that's Les Miserable. Who wrote? Oh God damn it! Who wrote The Count of Monte? Fuck! <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm over here. Okay. That girthy motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. Why do I keep doing that? It's Alexander Dumas. Yeah, duh. It's not Hugo. Duh. Alexander Dumas. Dumbass. <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald collection, which I'll probably just read some stories and stuff out of that. I won't finish the whole thing. I feel like I'd get really tired of his writing style after a certain point. Do I do want to read, uh, what is it, Paradise or something or other? This side of Paradise? Or that's like actually better than The Great Gatsby? Hmm. According to a lot of uh, real readers, snobbery. Nosed up kind of folks. Not high school teachers. And then, uh, find, which honestly is probably the one I'm going to actually read out of these, is uh, The Avengers Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Because I've been wanting to read that. Uh, the, did, the, did you ever get around to reading Pulp yet? No. No? I don't. I'm not counting the graphic novels as the books. I could read those anytime. Well, I'm just saying, you. In, when we were talking about the stuff, you brought up some graphic novels. Well, I just brought those up because we did those for book clubs. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't bring up any of the ones I read on my own. Oh, okay. Just the ones I read on the. the you book read club. some on your own? Yeah. Oh, don't you see my? Oh, I have them all in a box. Those boxes that used to be on my shelf. Yeah. Read all of those. Okay. This year, probably not. <laughs> read something. I got Swamp Thing over there too. I want to read. Fucking books, man. Should I read 1984 as well? Yeah, might as well. You know what I'm gonna read? The. uh... The fucking West collection you got, the Journey to the West. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna read those and take six years of my life. That's right. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just uh, I'll read uh, "In Search of Lost Time" by Proust. That's only like a million words. Well, did didn't you say something about you wanted to read the Lord of the Rings trilogies too? That would be like a weekend read compared to uh, oh yeah, uh, "In Search of Lost Time." "In Search of Lost Time" probably is a reflection of uh, the time you lose reading that. Ah. Let me see how many pages that is for you. Just, just uh, give you a figure. Um, p- people say it's really good. I heard it's. Uh, I think it's Norm Macdonald's favorite book, which uh, is saying something. He's a big reader. In search of lost time. I hate this fucking autocorrect. They put it in six volumes, by the way, because um, apparently it's easier to read in six volumes. Four thousand two hundred eleven pages. Novel. That's a lot. Yeah. So. That's a lot. That'll take more than a couple days. Anyway, folks, uh, that's our reading recap big time. If you have books that you've been reading and want to talk about, feel free to reach out to us on uh, Uh You can reach out to us also on the gram at drunkenpenwriting. I'm doing that order. 
Twitter is where we're actually on more often, which is uh, drunken drunk pen writing. That one we can't have the end. It's just gotta be drunk pen writing, not drunk pen writing, because fuck character listers. I don't know. Fucking what sucks. All that stuff. And then uh, Facebook drunk pen writing. So uh, happy New Year! I hope uh, 2021 brings you everything you ever wanted. I hope the pandemic ends in one day, and uh, peace be on to you and your brothers and sisters and others. Also, uh, check out Spencer's OnlyFans. It's getting pretty spicy. Woo! Woo! Yeah! You have to find that on your own. Though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shout that out. We don't need that many people going on there. If right? you really want to see it, you'll find it. You'll find it. It's it's neat, especially now that Pornhub got rid of most of their videos. You need this content because it's nasty, real nasty. <laughs>